This is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. Over. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah? And change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you don't give it to somebody else. Hey, good morning, kids and kittens. You found the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI. I am Ed Van S. John Shannon is lurking about. He'll be with us momentarily. Lo and behold, there he is. You did such a good job. I just wanted to see if you could pull it off. <laughs> I, you know, hey. There might be a day where I'm not here and you're going to have to, you're just going to have to take the weight of the world on your shoulders there. So, <laughs> I, 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 hear, I, I hear the head rattling. I hear the kind of going on there. But anyways, sorry, I'm back. I'm back. It is uh, Friday. Excuse me. No, it isn't. It's Saturday. May uh, 5th, May 30th. <laughs> I just love watching him shake his head back and forth, man. That's it. All right. Saturday, May 5th, 2020 here, and you're listening to the Taxi no, Stand it's Hour not here Saturday. on radio. It's not Saturday, May 5th. You just said it again. Did I say May 5th again? <laughs> yes, you did. Okay. Okay. It is Saturday, May 30th, 2020. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. From the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. From the Radio TFI Executive Tower, I think it says somewhere on his banner there that it's on the 33rd and a half floor. But No, no. Uh, did, did you move? Yes. You did move. I can't see that. All I can see is Radio TFI Executive Tower. So we'll just leave it at that. We'll just we leave it right there. Anyways, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good evening, sir. Good morning. Not good evening. Good morning, kids and kids. Oh, my God. And I trust you've had a good evening and in various cities across this great land of ours. You you survived the night. You're safe. You're sound. Uh, uh, unlike John, who apparently uh, had another screw come loose overnight. Or since we last saw him on Thursday evening, because he don't just know one, because he don't know where he is, when he is, or or who he is. I'm even here. If, I, if I'm even here, you're absolutely right. <laughs> so we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, there's obviously the big, the big number one topic of conversation, which uh, which we'll get into. 
uh, right in John's backyard there. We ha we had a little little sh uh, shindig here in uh, in the Big Apple, as well as many many other locations. As I said, as previously stated, across this great land of ours, uh, John. Yes. Oh, oh, I was just handing it off to you. <laughs> oh, I just, you know, I, I, I went to bed last night around nine thirty. I've been, you know, I wind up getting up at. Uh, oh, good lord! I'm usually up in the morning, no later than about four thirty. So. Come about, uh, I w come about um, nine thirty last night. I was I was kind of ready for bed, and I went to bed with. We had a curfew here in this uh, part of the country here, which part of me thought was a little amusing. Instead of, um, they you know they put the the curfew in for Minneapolis, for St. Paul, and some other specific cities and what they did for us was just said dakota county well now dakota county goes all the way from the community of west st paul which is um due south of down of downtown st paul basically uh where you could probably have had a little bit of sporadic problems all the way south into little farm communities such as Rosemont and such as Farmington and places like that where the odds of something having something going down going on down there are kind of well geez it, it's too small to count you know I don't know maybe some some drunk white farmer decided to spray paint one of the barns down there or something like that. So, Or one of the cows. You know, or one of the cows, yes. As we know the story with Kemp's milk, it is the cows. Clearly a regional <sighs> reference that I do not get. Well, but we have people in, our, in my region that listen to the show. Okay, I'm just saying, I don't get the reference. Okay, well. That's, that's all. So, oh. so did you, uh, I watched, uh, the coverage till about one thirty AM Eastern mm -hmm. time. And, uh, they were jumping back and forth between various cities. I was, I was back and forth between MSNBC and CNN, uh, and, uh, various cities, LA, obviously Minneapolis, Brooklyn, here in New York, at the Barclays Center, uh, Milwaukee, Louisville, Kentucky, uh, Houston, and early on, everything seemed to be going well. People have a right to protest and voice their opinion. I'm all for it. It's But the looting is... And there's a lot of video popping up of showing just who's doing the looting, and it's guys that look like you and me, John. Well, I was going to say, there's plenty of young white punks that are uh, right. in there doing that. And you can't tell me that they give one one iota. They could care less about George Floyd. No, no, I, I don't. I don't. From what I from what I saw last night, look, it's what it's one thing to go out and show your support, and I'm all for that, and mm -hmm. uh, good for the people that do that. 
Uh, good for the people that stand up for what is right and make their presence known. And believe you me, just sheer numbers alone makes this uh, makes this worthwhile. What I saw at the White House last night was just in. Uh, I, I I mean, first off. What did you think you were going to accomplish by going up against the United States Secret Service and their uniformed police? And if you weren't aware, yes, the Secret Service does have a uniformed yeah. force. Not just you, John. I meant... Anyway. Oh. Uh, and they were doing their best to maintain order there. Now, unlike a lot of the uh, law enforcement and National Guard in other cities secret service ain't letting you get onto the white house grounds shots no. will be shots will be fired if need be and uh, that was just <sighs> look people got hurt last night all over the place and some of it was their own stupid fault there's there's a a, a young lady in brooklyn the videos all over the place and i watched it did the cop overreact? He pushed it real hard and to the curb. Uh, police were walking down the middle of the street trying to get to wherever they were going. She was approaching him. Now, he, he should have just bumped her out of the way. He, But that being said, she put herself in that position. She was approaching this cop. She was getting into an area. The police were just trying to Get down this street. And again, I don't condone how hard he pushed her. But the look, if you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Uh, you know, some of you went out there and thought this was a game. Oh, I can taunt the cops. I can get right up in their face. Well, you know what? Eventually, somebody does something stupid or misinterprets something. Okay, a firecracker goes off and people think it's a gunshot. Well, now the party's really started. And and you white suburban kids, you think this is fun. You think this is a hoot and holler. <laughs> You've heard stories of your grandparents, you know, protesting in the 60s. This ain't that. No, absolutely not. This ain't that. So, Although those protests weren't uh, weren't uh, exactly uh, cakewalks either, but uh, no, no, no. But that was before the days of handheld uh, cameras that you could stick in your oh, pocket. That's true too. This which, is true, which still doesn't seem to stop things. But uh, you know, and and let's not forget El Presidente, Captain Coppertone, with his well, if you what, what did he say? When the looting starts, the shooting starts. Yeah. And, of course, I've got... I think I have audio of him claiming he had no idea where it came from. But Who cares? Uh, he should have... You know what? Tr Donald Trump would do us all a big, juicy, fat favor if he just kept his trap shut, let the local officials here deal with the resources that they have to deal with here. Uh, you know, with the National Guard and whatnot. Now Trump is actually talking about deploying the army. He's not going to do into that. this. Can't do huh? it. Huh? So he's not going to do that. He's mm, not going to do well, that. 
I, hey, He'll look, do it until somebody that actually knows what they're talking about stops him from doing it. I've got some items off of Twitter uh, I'd like to start delving into. Uh, some of them are... <laughs> uh, my favorite, my favorite so far is from... Uh, at, I, I can't... Z-I-W-E. Zwe Zwe. Uh, can't believe Corona blew a twenty-eight to three lead to racism. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> Corona was the first year expansion team, the Cinderella team, if you will. While while racism is the long established club with with a deep farm system. You know, this was a couple of years ago. This was the Vegas Golden Knights versus. Uh, uh, the Washington Capitals. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, you know, Corona had it all going, man. I'm, you know, and, and they just, they blew the lead. They blew the lead. Uh, uh, that is something I'm not familiar with, that sound. I don't know what that was. Uh, it didn't come from this end. So I know. I know where it came from. Okay. All right. Uh, another one was from a friend of the show. Uh, he, he texted this out, Mike, at talks underscore NYC, uh, New York City Taxi Talk. Just curious. I wonder if some of the folks who had their insured stores burned in Minneapolis aren't exactly heartbroken after being out of business for three months. Now, I don't always see eye to eye on what Mike says. I think he makes some good points. Not always, I don't always agree with them, but I think he makes some valid points on occasion. This is one of them. <laughs> occasion. This is, this is one of them. I mean, let's face it. If you've been out of business, isn't this kind of like a little silver lining? I'm not saying anybody was asking for this or was looking for this, you know, but you've, you've been draining, bleeding money, hemorrhaging money for three months. And maybe sitting there making a decision or racking your brains. Do I do I stay open? Do I try it? Do I close it down? And, uh, you know, and then this happens and it makes the decision for you. It's reminiscent of the of Homestead Air Force Base in, in uh, Southern Dade County uh, that the Congress had been debating for years whether to keep open or close. And then Hurricane Andrew came through and Made a decision for them. I mean, mm-hmm. literally in Homestead, Homestead, Florida, and, and and just wiped it off the map. So, I, I, I it's an interesting point that Mike makes. Uh, I, I don't necessarily disagree with it. Well, I, I don't know that everybody feels that way, but I'm sure there are a few. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you'd have a lot more people shooting at looters to get the hell out of their stores, too. Well, I don't, you know, these people have probably cleared out if they were smart. They weren't sticking around for for that. Oh, there's one on the first day of uh, the first day when it was getting real bad. That was one of the other, that was the, one of the only deaths because of it was uh, apparently some guy come in, tried to loot this pawn, uh, pawn shop and Surprise, surprise, surprise. Look well, who was there to greet him. Well, uh, you know, again, looting is not part of this. If you're out there busting into stores, and by the way, I'll say it again. If you didn't happen to hear us during the week at night, I don't condone the burning of police stations. I do not. 
That being said, I under, I can see why they went after the third precinct. That's where these four officers were based out of. I don't agree with it. I think it was a terrible waste of resources and all that and put a lot of people at risk. That being said, why are you going after AutoZone? And there's controversy about this too. Uh, there's video I've seen of a masked white guy going around busting up windows at the auto zone. He started all that. It wasn't any of the, uh, so they got, I wonder if he even knows who George Floyd uh, was. Well, I'm sure he does at this point, by the way, did you happen to see, uh, uh, what the Minnesota state police did to the CNN reporter yesterday? Yes, I did. I was watching. I even, I even sent, I even sent out a tweet said uh addressed them by whatever their twitter handle was and said how about arresting a few more looters and a few less journalists no i got a kick out of the uh the tweet that came from the minnesota state patrol uh at mndps underscore msp in the course m-o-u-s-e hey i just i just report them i don't make them up usually In the course of clearing the streets and restoring order at Lake Street and Snelling Avenue, four people were arrested by state patrol troopers, including three members of a CNN crew. The three were released once they were confirmed to be members of the media. Now, CNN replied with this. This is not accurate. Our CNN crew identified themselves on live television immediately as journalists. We thank Minnesota Governor Tim Walz for his swift action this morning. Uh, to aid in the release of our crew. And I, yeah, yeah, it was pretty obvious on live TV. Uh, and and the Minnesota State Troopers were having none of it. Speaking of Governor Waltz and the whole CNN thing, I got, a, I got the audio from, from him oh. yesterday. And I tell you what, he sounds like a wonderful governor. He sounds, uh, he was, I, I, I'm, I'm going to play his little comments. A CNN reporter was, a crew was uh, arrested by the state patrol. A few minutes after hearing that, I was on a call with CNN President Jeff Zucker, who demanded to know what happened. Uh, I take full responsibility. There is absolutely no reason something like this should happen. Calls were made immediately. This is a very public apology to that team. It should not happen. And I want to be clear for those of you who are listening. I think our Minnesota's reporters know this. Um, I am a teacher by trade, and I have spent my time as governor highlighting the need to be as transparent as possible and have the press here. I failed you last night in that. And it does not escape me that we are here on the catalyst that lit this spark by what happened with a police detainment of George Floyd and the idea that a reporter would have been taken while another police action was in play is inexcusable. So to CNN, to the CNN team, to the journalists here, um, this is about having a plan. And that's what these folks are going to talk about. This is about having an aggressive approach to understanding what the community needs, to not coming in heavy handed with them, but to create space where the story can be told. In a situation like this, even if you're clearing an area, we have got to ensure that there is a safe spot for journalism to tell the story. The issue here is trust. The community that's down there that's terrorized by this 
if they see a reporter being arrested, their assumption is is because something's going to happen that they don't want to be seen. And so that is uh, that is unacceptable. We will continue to strive to make sure that that accessibility is is maintained, that not only that, the protection and security and safety of the journalists covering this is a top priority, not because it's a nice thing to do, because it is a key component of how we fix this sunshine, disinfectant and seeing what's happening has to be done. So, again, I uh, appreciate President Zucker's call. I appreciate his um, understanding in a situation that he was rightfully uh, incredibly angry, and um, that falls squarely on me. Apology has been issued, and I think going forward to make sure it doesn't happen again. I think that that statement covers it all, and I, I think he handled it beautifully. To be quite honest, I, I think he did. He, uh, uh, you know, it's really the first time I've heard him speak, but. I, he's a I, good speaker. He get, he can get angry. I tell you, when some of these in these press conferences and some of these, some of the media gets a little combative, he doesn't uh, go out and call names like uh, somebody else we know how they treat the media. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, uh, who is that? What's that guy's name? I don't know. Captain Coppertone, I think. Captain it was. Coppertone. Captain Coppertone. Yeah. Well. Could also be Captain Caveman. Well, just just to, uh, you want to think about him like the little girl in the advertisement that had the uh, Cocker Spaniel pulling the, the bathing suit. Oh. oh. Showing the white I, wanna, I, I definitely don't want no Cocker Spaniel pulling down that, pulling down that bathing suit. You know, there's still, there's still a Coppertone ad big neon thing with that with the uh, little girl with the little dog pulling you know pulling down the mm-hmm. uh, uh you except know, they've said no to crack now yeah right off <laughs> one, right off one of the major highways in in miami it's it's right there it's it's a beautiful thing beautiful thing um i i don't normally quote her uh because she's my girl and i don't want people to think that because i'm smitten with her and I'm not even going to read the entire tweet, but my girl AOC put out one. Uh, she was responding somebody, to somebody, I believe. But, well, let me read the first one first. There, there's a, another one from uh, Stefan Moylenu. S-T-E-F-A-N-M-O-L-Y-N-E-U-X. This is, this is off the Twitter. He wrote, George Floyd had a long history with cocaine. Cocaine often produces undetectable heart issues that can kill suddenly. I replied, there's two responses to that. I'm going to read mine first. I replied, well then, that, as they say, settles that. P.S. George Floyd also had a long history of breathing. (laughs) Uh, And then from Tony Masoli at Anthony Masoli, he replied to him saying, his lips look encrusted with cocaine, probably snorting it directly from the gutter. Luckily, that hero performed the standard knee-to-neck procedure to end it humanely. Those handcuffs to prevent thrashing about was the most altruistic thing he could have done. Mm. And along the same vein, uh, AOC said this, and again, I'm only going to read the one line. 
If you killed a man with health conditions, you've still killed a man. This again, this this idiot is trying to is trying to say, well, well, there were you know mitigating circumstances. He had a heart condition. He had a he had a cocaine problem. You think the knee in his neck might have been, might have been a contributing factor? By the way. The folks there in the uh, Minneapolis coroner's department and all that, they really needed to get, get it together. They've dropped the ball any number of times already on this. Uh, I, I mean, there's an, I, didn't, I didn't even bother pulling it down. There's another report. I believe it's from the city coroner or maybe it's the state. I honestly don't recall. I think it's county, actually. It could be county. Could be county. I do. I, I, you probably know what I'm referring to. That basically says, well, then the knee might have been a, a contributing factor. You know, it, it, it basically it's downplaying it. It's downplaying it, and, and and it's just that's just I I'm upset about that. Look, we all saw the video. We've all seen the video. And now they're saying the last two minutes and 53 seconds that Officer Krumpke had his knee into this guy's neck. Mr. Floyd, he was out. He was out. He was unresponsive. Unresponsive. Eight minutes. Eight minutes. So so let me take a perf- perfectly healthy guy. Now, I, I go about 250. Ale I punish. Let me let me prop my knee on the base of your neck for eight minutes and keep it there. Press down. Make sure all my weight is on there. Unless you're some finely tuned athlete that has, uh, you know, that used to be a wrestler and could bridge, you know, all that kind of stuff back in your day. Uh, let me let me put my knee on your neck for eight minutes and see that uh, if it doesn't kill you, that it does it if it doesn't uh, create uh, some severe damage in that area. Eight well, minutes. Well, well, you got to remember a breathing issue is uh, when you pinch that windpipe. Hmm. Excuse me. Uh, it doesn't matter who you are. It does not matter. If you're a trained athlete or not, you're not suddenly growing a steel collar around your neck. But Look. what I'm getting at with that is is that some people do have. Um, I just even remember from back in in uh, junior high school wrestling, if you developed a, an available of a an ability to do this with your neck and have a strong neck, you can withstand that weight. But that is, I couldn't do it even after doing all these bridging exercises. Well, I th- I'm, I, I'm not saying that somebody couldn't withstand it for, you know, 30 seconds or so. Right. In, in the course of a wrestling match, you put eight plus minutes on there. You're talking a whole different ball game now. Exactly. You're, no, talking you're right there. Sustained pressure. This was not, mm-hmm. I said it the other night. I heard somebody say it on TV and I'll say it again. In the course of, uh, restraining somebody if there's a scuffle yep you know you use that knee, you know if you got to use that knee for a couple of seconds just to eh, okay you know it is what it is uh but the, the the way this officer did it and so nonchalantly with the hand in the pocket 
that's what's bothering me because I'm thinking to myself, how much of a threat is he to you if you got your hands in your pockets? At least the one hand. How big of a threat? He's no threat. You got two other officers holding him down. You're on his yeah. neck. You're on, and he's handcuffed. I mean, look, this guy's going to prison. There's no question about it. You can't. Now it's just going to be a question of of uh, what what the final charges are, and I understand the family wants to see justice and they want and they want to see justice fast, and I get that. But the the legal system does not move at the speed that you would like it. This is a horrible, horrible situation. Uh, I got to tell you, I don't like their attorney. Uh, this guy was around for Trayvon Martin, and uh, mm-hmm. because he uh, and I'm gonna say it, he he speaks like an idiot. He speaks like an idiot. He doesn't either. He doesn't use proper English or proper grammar. Uh, I I could go on and on, but I won't. I just and I just something about him. I don't like. I really don't believe he's there for anybody's benefit. He's. He, he's your new Reverend Al Sharpton. He's there for the limelight, for the attention. That's my so, opinion. Send your cards and letters appropriately. Uh, I want to, for just a minute here, play devil's advocate with this, by the way. Now, I don't, I don't believe this, but you're going to see arguments like such as Okay, for one thing, let's say they had to hit him up with a stun gun. Instead of instead of using that tactic, maybe they hit him up with a stun gun. Now, if he's got some sort of cardio issues, especially if he goes in, if he's an AFib, that uh, hitting him up with that stun gun more than likely could kill him right then and there. And. So what I'm what I'm trying to say is is that one of the possible defenses is, hey, cops, they they didn't know he had any pre existing conditions. Yeah, but they didn't hit him. They didn't hit him with the taser. No, they didn't hit him with anything. Although no. what I was what I heard last night was that apparently, Mister Floyd, before they even sat him down, said he he was having trouble breathing or was having a medical problem. Anxiety, more than likely. Well, and it still goes back to, I'm sorry, I can't get, I was watching, they were showing the video again, and I said this the other night, and I just can't get past the, if this dude was intentionally passing a counterfeit 20, why would he still be sitting across the street from from the store? I'm telling you. I firmly believe he had no clue, and it doesn't matter, over a $20 bill, I mean, come on. Uh, the the response was a little overboard, and I've heard some conflicting stories that the bill was actually real too. I I haven't heard that, but then again, I, you're, you're getting wall to wall coverage. Yeah, you know, you. Can't. I I I honestly don't know one way or another on that, but you're absolutely right. It's a fake twenty dollar bill. My guess is 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 more than likely. He probably, if it was, he probably didn't even know about it. Yeah, we talked about this the other night. Over the years, over the years, I would I would find myself with uh, counterfeit twenties. My guys had paid me when they had paid for the cabs. 
uh, and I wouldn't know who uh, who had given it to me or not. Uh, every now and again, I'd get on a thing where I would fan out the money and run the pen across it. Uh, and then I would lose interest. On the big bills, the 50s and the 100s, I would always check, which is why people do the 20s, because not everybody checks a 20. Not very, no, exactly. They're so prevalent. And uh, and look, I, I, I really don't believe anybody was passing them to me uh intentionally it happened about half a dozen times over the years so okay i i i had to eat 20 bucks i wasn't happy about it but uh that's why i find out if somebody was passing knowingly passing counterfeit bills they're not sticking around they're taking their 20 dollar bill going in buying a, a, a a juice or something Spending three bucks, getting seventeen bucks back, plus a juice, and away they go, and away they go, never to be heard from mm-hmm. again. It doesn't. You don't sit across the street for ten minutes, ten fifteen minutes. I, I, I think, uh, and again, we don't know what was said when they approached him in the car. Now the the police body cams, that video has not come out yet for all of them. So, you know, time will tell on that. I, I think it might shed some light on on how or why this escalated. But it's nothing's going to change that knee in the neck. Nothing's going to change that. They could have left him sitting. Again, we'll find out. When the body well, cam, cam comes out, we'll, 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 learn. we'll learn. A lot of this reminds me of what happened to uh, Eric Garner, you know, the last African-American man that's uh, yelled, I can't breathe. Right. It was put into basically a, John, a cho- stay, basically, stay basically, by your Woody. Please. what's that? I said, stay by your microphone, please. Now I'm going to go for a walk over that way. All righty. Take the mic with you. <laughs> nah. Uh, no, I, you know, I remember... Eric Garner, you know, back sure. in uh, 2014. Sure. Matter of fact, um, that, that officer was just, it just happened. He finally got lost his job, I think last year, five years after the fact. And that's it. That's all that, that's all that happened to him. So. And you know what Eric Garner was doing? He was selling cigarettes. Selling cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sure. Big, did. big stinking deal well it was a big stinking deal to somebody to somebody hey let me play a little piece of audio here it's about 45 seconds worth uh from the video that that i pulled this from it appeared that this was a bunch of neighborhood folks uh, african-americans it looked like they were standing at that target store trying to explain to a bunch of uh, non-local quote-unquote protesters what this is really about. It's, it's very striking. One one phrase in particular. And then we feel the bulk of that. We're not allowing that no more. Okay? That's, that's the reality of what we're dealing with right now. Alright? Like I said to all my white brothers and sisters, we appreciate y'all being out here and supporting us. But this is not y'all's space. This is not your space. Period. We don't need this bullshit right here. Because what our reality is, 
when this shit is all said and done, when we wake up, we still gonna be black in America. Now that's not nothing against none of y'all. That's not what this is. That's not what I'm saying. But we're not gonna allow y'all to go up there and start causing chaos and confusion. It's just not gonna happen. I think that is one of the most impressive things I've heard through this whole this whole thing. By the way, there there are images out on social media of folks cleaning up the folks that yeah. live in these neighborhoods. So I saw that in St. Paul. I was actually uh, yesterday actually got to drive through the midway area of St. Paul, uh, where that uh, Target was there and. And the businesses that uh, that surrounded it, uh, Ed, I'm telling you, it was it was heartbreaking. I can imagine. You know, it, it was I, some of these businesses. I took a trainee along with me, who actually I took him to a different to a couple different spots just to because he had friends and family that were running businesses in St. Paul and. One of them was completely destroyed. Another one was untouched. So I guess. Anytime, uh, anytime you can bet 500. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it was, it was so sad. I mean, and there were the number of, the, the number of businesses that just don't make sense. Destroy and loot a Goodwill store. Yeah. You believe? I mean, set fire to a, a Napa Auto Parts store. Right. Okay. You don't think there might be a few hazardous chemicals that might be involved uh, in that? Where hazmat's going to have to come in after the fires put out? You know, you just said something very interesting. I just connected a couple of dots here. You had mm. the o- the O'Reilly Parts store. Mm-hmm. The Auto Zone. Mm-hmm. And a Napa. Mm-hmm. This could be some of those uh, those troublemaking white folks, and I, I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm saying that to because I can't think of another way to describe them. Uh, especially the one fellow with the hammer that was trying to bust out the AutoZone windows. Um, oh, are you talking about white supremacists? That's the one. There has been some rumblings around here that some of this rioting has been from white supremacists, right? White supremacists. But do you here. see the, you see the connection I'm getting to there? They're targeting auto parts stores with all these vo- potentially volatile chemicals. You got batteries in there. You you got everything mm-hmm. short of uh, you got a lot of combustibles. You start mixing a lot of these chemicals together, ay caramba. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know really who is destroying what because they're out doing that while I'm still in the safety of my white bread uh, Egan location here. Uh, And and I don't feel bad about it because it's keeping my family safe. But I just, I've gotten to the point now where I've, I've kind of lost it as far as I've, I've lost my, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, lost my cool, lost my patience, whatever you want to call it. Composure. With composure, thank you. That's what I'm here for. These people, and 
I don't, I even hasten to call them people. I hate to say it, whatever color they are, Trump's right about one thing, they're thugs. I, again, they're, they're, all they're there to do is wreak havoc. And you've destroyed businesses. Not only have you destroyed the businesses and, and hurt the businessmen, what about the people who live in that neighborhood, in those neighborhoods, don't have a car and can't get out to the lovely suburbs to pick up their, pick up food, pick up uh, supplies, babies, diapers, whatever now, John, that they need. John, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, clearly, you know the area better, much better than I do. Mm-hmm. But around that third precinct, that's mostly residential. That's what I, that's what I believe I heard them saying. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've got your main street. I guess it's a uh, Minnehaha. That let me let street. me get, let me give you the layout real quick. Sure. The Target, the Cub, and about oh maybe twenty other businesses are nestled in a shopping center that is direct, directly across, literally directly across from the 3rd Precinct building. Behind the 3rd Precinct building, there, for, uh, there are, it's a mixture of some residences. There's also some light, there's also some industrial there. A couple blocks down from there, they have uh, uh, grain mills and stuff like that. There's a set of railroad tracks that goes through there. For shipping these uh, items to different parts of the uh, country, and um, so and there's a school back there too, a couple blocks down. So it's not real heavy uh, in uh, residential, but there is some residential there. Okay. It's really a, a huge mix, uh, mixed use, multi multi zoned uh, type uh, area. If you will, okay. Like so, I said, I, I, that's just what I, I was hearing them say last night. But again, you have mm-hmm. much deeper knowledge than uh, I, I go by what you say. Uh, so anyway, let me. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I thought I had something else. Well, um, well, let me just finish this thought then. Oh, I, I apologize. You're right. If you people that are out here looting and destroying these properties and setting fires and whatnot give one lick have one lick of compassion for a the memory of george floyd or b the african-american people you say to that you're representing if you really cared about these people you sure as hell wouldn't be destroying their resources their places to go out and get their babies diapers to go out and uh, get food and um, all these other things. I mean, just, okay, let's go with this area around the 3rd Precinct. There is, I think, the next closest supermarket to um, to that one is, I think it's, it's about 16... What is it? Yeah, about 16 blocks down, almost straight down on Hiawatha there, where there's another Cub Food. It's a smaller Cub Food. It's a compact store. But And that's all good and fine. 
But right now, buses aren't running. Light rail trains aren't running. You know, let me let me uh, let me walk down to the store down there, uh, sixteen blocks away, and let me try to bring twelve bags of groceries back from there. Because and even eventually, yeah, maybe the the tra- the transit will eventually be there to to be able to use. But you know, still have to get down there. You still have to bring that stuff back. Those folks around that area where that Target and that Cub were, um, it was it was a nice convenience. They had you only had to walk maybe at most maybe a half a mile, maybe three quarters of a mile to, or maybe you grabbed a cab or God forbid an Uber or maybe you found a way to make the buses work or whatever. But you had there, you had supplies there. Um, you know what was the worst part? And I, I'm, I'm somewhat making light of this, trying to at the same time. Every freaking convenience store in Minneapolis and St. Paul and a few of the outer, or a few of the inner suburbs were closed. Guess what John couldn't do through the majority of his shift yesterday? Get a cup of coffee. Well, no, I had coffee. Or, or go tinkle. Oh, go tinkle. That's exactly it. I finally had to tap out. I don't like doing this, but I finally had to tap out, tap out go to a remote part someplace under a all garage. Right. All right, all right. We get it. We get it. We get it. We get it. And let it all hang out. Well, there we go. Just couldn't, just, you just couldn't resist it, could you? Of course not. You animal. Yeah, this, I mean... <laughs> You've already taken away McDonald's from me because you can't go inside a McDonald's. You can't go inside a doctor's office or a hospital because they got that all uh, set up there. You know, where you you can't go in those places. And now you're going to take away my freaking gas stations. Well, yes, apparently. and I know this isn't about me and my little inconveniences, because like I, I don't believe that. For some reason, I do. I do think you do believe it's about no. you. No, because I've obviously proven if push comes to shove, <laughs> I can take care of business if I absolutely have to. <sighs> Every male on the planet can handle that business. Well, there, there, there are uh, what are they called here? Go girls or something like that. Huh? Ever heard of this? No, stay close it's to a, your stay close to your microphone. A, the, it's a little, the little cup, basically almost like a funnel that they put up, put over their uh, their female uh, naughty pot part. Oh, jeez! And they let it rip. I don't need to know this. Oh my God! You I oh need, I don't need to. Oh. Yeah, kitty, 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 kitty. No, no, no! I'm a delicate flower. But good, then I'll piss on you too to see if it helps you grow. There's workhorses and there's show horses. I'm a show horse. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a pretty pony. <laughs> no, as long as you go to sleep at night with that thought in mind. Every night. Every, all power to you. All night. power to you. I am happy. I am ecstatic for you if, if that's what makes you feel better. It, it takes me to a land full of cotton candy and rainbows and unicorns. 
Okay. But not to make light of the situation. We're, we're really not. We're, we're just uh, making light of it. Trying to insert, insert a little levity here. Just a wee bit. Just a wee bit. Uh, so what's, what's it look like there for tonight, John? You think it's going to be more of the same? Curfew still in effect, so I'm a, I'm figuring there's still uh, a fat lot of good it did last night. Oh, I know it was pathetic. You know they were, <laughs> you know, Granny Annie said last night. Uh, you know, it took uh, it probably took until till about eight thirty quarter to nine. You know, we uh, one side of our house, the back side of our house, it's, it's kind of a kind of a racetrack back there you know speed limit's 45 and that's just a suggestion of course <laughs> and um so but that all quieted down just that all quieted down just as i was going to bed okay. and but so it was all nice and quiet here in white bread egan but um that's really what it's all about isn't it huh i didn't that, hear you that's what it's really all about is is you again we get back mm. to that no, I'm just, and I didn't. I didn't think for. I was under no delusion of grandeur that uh, that just because here comes eight o'clock and our um, our streets are suddenly going to clear out. I didn't expect that. I was hoping that with the National Guard more in place, that maybe we could cut back uh, a little bit more of the looting. Maybe we could cut back a little bit of the. Uh, fires and all the other stuff and to tell you to be honest with you i didn't see any news reports when i got up this morning but um apparently i don't know if anything happened in st paul i do know that minneapolis um and i don't know to be honest with you i don't they can't loot much more in that area there, there's not there's hardly anything left to get they done got it all well what's what what scares me is that now they might start coming after the private homes. Yeah. And, you know, look, it's, you got people out there, they're Ojan provocateurs. They're just agents of trouble. They just want to go out and, and, uh, and create problems. And in some cases to blame it on the African-American community. Oh Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of videos out there now of people screaming at these looters. Stop it. This is not what we're supposed to be doing, you know. And it's and it's unfortunate. Uh, there was a scene out of, I want to say it was Louisville, Kentucky. I could be wrong about that. I don't have the image in front of me. But in between the police and the line of uh, black people, was a line of white people arms interlocked. They wouldn't dare go after the white folk. Well, anyway. Uh, so it's good to see some of that happening. But again, there's just too much, especially in Minneapolis, of just flat-out troublemakers. They view this as an excuse to uh, come out and, uh, and, and, and act the fool. I can get away with busting something up or setting it on fire or you know, let me break into the uh, convenience store to grab a couple of bottles of water. And, you know, what purpose does it serve? It serves no purpose. The whole country, uh, at the very least, is outraged over this. 
a, a show of numbers is most definitely needed and most definitely called for a massive protest on on, on that third precinct if you had shown up with a, a million people there i promise you that would have gotten gotten that message across you do not need to be setting things on fire uh the police never should have had to be shooting tear gas at you you uh you begged for that you begged for that you're given ample warning stay back they were letting you congregate and letting you you know chant and cheer and boo and all that and giving you the right except that there's a couple of morons in there that want to start trouble they just feel the need for whatever reason whatever's backing them who's ever paying them and yes i don't i don't discount the fact that there are paid agents of terror in there call them what call them what you will uh i don't doubt that for a moment we uh we've seen it before we know it happens uh because honestly if i'm protesting in my neighborhood why would I go go ahead and destroy businesses that I depend on? Well, that uh, that's what I've been saying all along here with this with these businesses that they did get destroyed. You know, everything's closed up over there. No convenience stores. There weren't a lot of convenience stores over there, anyways. But you know, a big grocery store, a big a retail store, and then they had a few little mom and pop stores and and. Uh, what have you yeah, a lot of people a lot of people especially of this younger generation have found some fascination with anarchy no rules we'll just get out there and we'll just destroy all these all these uh big businesses yes i would much rather be shopping at at smaller mom and pop places than having to go to target or or wherever but that's just not the way we're set up right now and that's what these people that's what these young people with kids that's what they rely on they rely on going to these places that you can buy a can of canned goods for 39 cents or whatever you they rely on these certain things and and they're not interested in the big picture right now their big picture is taking care of their kids and taking care of their families and now all of a sudden when you can't you can't even get to a store get to get the food you can't go to a you can't go to your target or walmart now walmart's haven't been targeted but they said the hell with it they're closing up mm. they're closing up eh? we don't want any of this oh can't really yeah. say that i blame them oh you know what you forgot john what's that in the middle of a pandemic oh and yeah yeah, exactly. Let's let's not forget, folks. This hasn't gone away. Yeah, no, this, you're absolutely right. Not, and believe you me, thousands of people getting together for this in cities mm-hmm. all across the country. Uh, it's boy, oh boy, Fourth of July is going to be uh, something when when half the population's down sick with the COVID nineteen. Uh, could you see could you see this scenario let's say let's say by some uh miracle a limited number of cases come from all this that's been going on over the last uh 
over the last few days. Nothing comes of it. Let, let's just say you will be ha you'll be having the Rush Limbaugh's, and I, I don't even want to include Sean Hannity in it because it looks like sounds like Sean Hannity's actually trying to no. make a little bit of sense. I'm going to stop you right there briefly. Well, hold on, you come back Go to ahead. it. Go ahead. Um, but all these all these people, all these people that said the coronavirus is a big hoax. They're going to say, they're going to come out because they see, I told you it was a hoax. Look at all these people, all these people that were looting stores and were getting together and rioting and what have you. They're going to say, uh, they're, they're, they're going to say, look, we told you, we're glad we had these rioters just so we could prove to you that this was a big hoax. Yeah. And, then, and then on the other side of that, on the other side of that sandwich, if it does wind up blowing up out of proportion, uh, because especially because of the peaceful protesters who in many cases were locking arms and protesting the way basically Martin Luther King told, told people to protest, showed people how to protest. And that, that becomes, they wind up having a million more cases of COVID because of it. Oh, then they'll be saying, oh my God, they... They knew they knew that this this uh, COVID nineteen was real. They should have never done it. So you know, one way or another, this is just this is just going to be fodder for those people. So go back to tell going back to, to remind me about what you were going to say about Sean Hannity. Well, first off, remember there it's it's going to turn out to be well, 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 COVID didn't kill these people. It was the riot police that killed these people. <laughs> yeah. Hannity's only doing what he's doing to cover his butt because the lawsuits are going to be flying at him uh, often and point the, and in great numbers. Him, Fox, uh, as people start real, you know, start suing them for uh, knowingly passing along misinformation. So now suddenly, now suddenly, Hannity has found found a heart oh well i'm looking out for the grandmas and the grandpas and the blah blah well you know it wasn't that long ago when we got john videos saying it was a hoax it was yeah they all forget though those those, uh, those things pointing at them that with the red light. pesky little thing called videotape no they've recorded <laughs> you want to see me start looting i'll loot my, i'll loot the studio here <laughs> Some bitch. <laughs> oh, I love to push buttons. I love to push buttons. <laughs> was that your attempt to growl at me? Eh, it was a minor one. Yeah, I was gonna say weak. Wow, you're uh, you're not as pleasant as you used to be. Take Give me a reason why I should be. Ah, to say goodbye for the hour here so yeah we'll be back we promise with the second hour of the taxi stand hour on radio tfi and on periscope don't think too hard about it oh thank you i won't see you in a bit
You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Harmonica up your butt! Sorry, I farted, boss. 
Oh, don't fart in the office, Remus. Oh, the Uber's coming at me. Hi, this is Mike King. You want to talk to the guys at the Taxi Stand Hour? Call us at 754-800-CHAT. That's 754-800-2428. Join the conversation. And we're back here with the Taxi Stand Hour. Hour number two here on Radio TFI. Let's see if I can get this right this time. For this Saturday, May 30th of 2020 from the northern command studio once again i'm john shannon by the way that northern command studio is in egan minnesota only 30 miles away from the epicenter of what's going on in south minneapolis and in queens new york at the radio tfi executive tower and rolando wants to know what's for breakfast It is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Uh, Good morning, sir. Uh, Good morning, all. uh, From the bunker here in the executive tower. And uh, this is just a very plain donut. We just grabbed a little snack during the break. What do you mean we, white man? I only had a damn bowl of cereal. Don't you worry about it, kids and kittens. Your Uncle Ed's doing just fine. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. So I'm going to have to put this off camera. That might be tough to do. <laughs> Watch. All right. So, boy, I tell you, it just doesn't seem like it, a, a whole lot matters when you look at what's going on. And you know what? I tell you something, folks. This isn't, I mean, I don't have to tell you this. You've been watching the news. But this hasn't been the only place. Washington, D.C. Uh I understand there was a little bit of was that peaceful there at, uh, by Barclays Center? Uh, no, I don't. I didn't have any event- idea what happened. Well, eventually, little little things broke out because people are idiots, and you know, nope. check your social media all over the country, and you know, all these videos will pop up. And good lord, man! You know, I tell you, I did not see. Those people that normally post that stuff must have been sleeping or something or all that must have been buried because it was, you know, five hours ago. You're not following the right people. Well, I follow, I follow, uh, I've got a couple of them here. You know, the only ones I follow here that have been bringing coverage uh, has been uh, a couple of local individuals, citizen Citizen journalist, as they're uh, called. Mm-hmm. Well, I still don't believe you're following. I'm not saying the people you're following are bad. Oh, by the way, speaking of social media, just to get off top, uh, change the topic a little bit. As you all may have heard, uh, Twitter got under uh, Captain Coppertone's very, very thin skin the other day by uh, putting a hmm, a little tag on one of his tweets. Read more about mail-in ballots. So now he's trying to bear down with the force of the entire U.S. government, which he can't do. Uh, oh, that's where I was going. Well, let's... I got, I got two pieces of video on that. Uh, video, audio. 
two pieces of audio that I want to play. Um, Trump v. Twitter. Uh, one's from Thursday. This one's from Thursday. I think this, if Twitter were not honorable, if you're going to have a guy like this be your judge and jury, I think you shut it down as far as I'm concerned, but I'd have to go through a legal process yeah, to do that. How would you shut down an American I don't know. Company. I'd have to ask the lawyers. I'd have to go through a legal process. If it were legal, if it were able to be legally shut down, I would do it. Uh, I think I'd be hurting it very badly if we didn't use it anymore. I mean, we have other sites we could use, I guess. We would have to develop other sites. But and I'm not just talking about Twitter. Look at Facebook. Look at the tribunal they set up at Facebook. Go ahead, John. What, tri what tribunal is he talking about at Facebook? God only knows. But he's upset now because finally somebody's saying something to him about all this nonsense that he posts, you know, uh, uh, murders that didn't happen, and, you know, all this stuff. Um, and then let me play this other one. This is from yesterday. It's on the same, same thing about Twitter. Press in this country, I would do that in a heartbeat. There's nothing I'd rather do than get rid of my whole Twitter account, but I'm able to get to, I guess, 186 million people when you add up all the different accounts and... Uh, Add Facebook and Instagram. It's a lot of people. And that's more than uh, the media companies have, frankly, by a lot. And so if I get a story that's wrong, I can put a uh, social media. I, I don't usually use the word Twitter. I use, I say social media. But I put something out and uh, the next day or the next hour or the next minute, everybody's reading about it. So I'm able to refute fake news. And that's very important. Or create fake news. Uh, yeah, just going to say. <laughs> You know, there's uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, now, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, uh, Taylor Swift came out and basically told El Captain Coppertone, sit down and shut she up. She came out? Well, she tweeted. Oh, oh, okay. Now, Alex Coles at AC Newsist, N-E-W-S-I-T, ICS. Same people who were screaming about Twitter violating Trump's free speech are all over Twitter telling Taylor Swift to shut her effing mouth for criticizing him. There is nothing like the hypocrisy of MAGA. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, indeed. Uh, by the way... I, what did uh, young Miss Swift say? Do you oh, uh, have it, Ronnie? I, I don't... I didn't print... I didn't... Oh, jeez, my chair is acting up. Uh, I don't have it with me, but basically she told him, quit being a crybaby. You know, it was... She wasn't wrong. Uh, there was a site yeah. mentioned... There was a site mentioned earlier in the week when, when a lot of this was first coming up called Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R, as, yeah. as an alternative to Twitter. Uh you may be happy to know, or not happy to know, that you may now follow the taxi stand hour on Parlor as of this morning. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Well, we, we, we need to stay in touch. And I can tell you what, just, just from the five minutes I spent perusing, uh, we ain't gonna be posting a lot. <laughs> Good lord. Not unless we want to spend all of our time fighting. <laughs> Because we're going to have very little in common. Uh, 
<laughs> with these folks. But I want to be there just the same. I think it's very, very important to... Uh, so uh, so what's the general... I mean, is there any diversity at all in this? Or is it... Uh, what side are they on? Well, what, sure, uh, you have you have right wing and far right, right wing. Oh, it's that kind. <laughs> it's that kind. That kind. Here, let me gird my loins. What was What's that, it called again? Parlor. Parlor. I'm going to send you our account and password well i want to set my own because i want to drag the entire show into it well i already have so oh okay well because <laughs> you see not only i i don't like to do that i don't like to give opinions under the taxi stand hour uh banner whether whether okay. it was when we were on facebook or or when we were uh, or what we're doing here well, because let me, let me ask our, you a question real go quickly. Ahead. I'm going to cut you off. When I signed what up, for, when I signed up for the account, it gave me suggestions on who to follow. You know what the very first suggestion was? Uh, Adolf Hitler. Breitbart News, close, my friend. <laughs> and it was all right wing stuff, except for the sporting news. It was. It's all of that. Uh, all of these uh, conserv what? conservative mouthpieces. Dana Loesch, uh, uh What's his name? Bush Boingo or whatever his name is. Uh, go ahead. Sign up for Parler. P a r l e r, and you'll I, see what I'm talking about. Well, you don't have to do oh, it this second, but but when you do, I you, will though. Trust me. And, and for the you kids and kittens out there, if you decide to, uh, again, I I saw that it was being discussed i thought well let me let me sign up and see uh oh it's i i i haven't followed anybody yet i haven't really delved too deep in essentially i i opened the creaky door door of the haunted house and stuck my nose in literally just my nose and you get that whiff of nobody's lived here in a hundred years but you're pretty certain somebody's died in the last 10 minutes it was nobody's using any part of that house but the bathroom and sometimes they're not even they're using not, that. no 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 you're that's a stretch my friend you're uh but we'll 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 delve into that over the weeks and months to come and trust me i will i will definitely gird my loins i will uh def i i have no prayer you know what i like about going into places like that i don't yeah. have to be nice well there's that too i don't have to be nice i can for as big a look i i know that you folks that listen to us here they they know that they, they think john's a pretty nice guy you know he's got to put up with ed interrupting him all the time and <laughs> dealing with this all this other stuff He's pretty, pretty, pretty decent guy. Pretty patient guy, I, I, and and I agree with you. But, 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 but trust me, there is a definite and distinct asshole side to me. Oh yeah, we know that. Yeah. You're not hiding that. This is the guy that said that when this guy kept trying to make excuses and calling me a pussy to because I I want people out there wearing masks because of the covid yeah, at that point in time he says i don't care if you win. i don't care if you 
wear a mask or not. Go home to your grandma and kill her. Just stay the fuck away from me. Uh, a, language, and B, I've lost track. Who are you talking about now? Uh, I just talking to somebody. This was on Twitter. Oh, this okay. was just You're... somebody. Yeah, this was just somebody that, uh, yeah, just decided that he was going to be. Oh, and he jumped. He jumped on my post. Okay. I didn't go. I didn't go fishing in his. He come in there and started peeing in my pool, and at that point right, in time, right. gloves were off. By the way, yes. I want I want to compliment you on wearing the the formal ripped t shirt today. It's uh, thank you. It's the thing. The thing is, now that we're on oh, now that we're on video too, it's uh, see, I can do this whole. You, you realize that Hulk Hulk Hogan might be a strong individual, mostly smelling, but. Um, <laughs> He has a hole up here in this T-shirt so he can, you know, and rip it open with ease. Right, because I see that happening. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> you think I will? <laughs> I'm hoping you don't. Remember, we're not we're not wholly reliant on video. I'll shut that down in a heartbeat. <laughs> anyway, let's. Uh, I, I got a couple more audio pieces here that I want to... Uh, uh, a couple days ago, at, at one of the Rose Garden, mm, I'm hesitant to call them press briefings anymore. I don't know what to call them. It's not a stand-up act. Uh, but here, Trump's Trump mocks a reporter about wearing a mask. Take a listen. Uh, were you meaning to criticize Vice President Biden for wearing a mask yesterday? It was very unusual that he had one on, but I thought that was fine. I wasn't criticizing him at all. Why would I ever do a thing like that? And uh, your second question was, I couldn't hear you. The can, second, you can you take it off? Because I cannot hear I'll, you. I'll just speak louder, sir. Oh, this, okay, because you want to be politically correct. Go ahead. No, sir, I just want to wear go the ahead, mask. Go ahead. What a jerk. I can't that, hear you. You heard him the first time. You heard him. Uh... You know, it's like I said before here. Nobody, I'm not going to get one person to agree with me. But there may have been... A couple of things uh, during this COVID vice, uh, virus issue, a couple of other situations. I don't necessarily disagree with them all, all together about, uh, about cutting off relationships with the World Health Organization. But that's neither here nor there at the moment. Yeah, in the middle of a pandemic, that's when we want to do it. Well, I like I said, I don't. I wasn't armed to try to back that up. I just I'm just going with personal thought here. Okay. But but he hasn't done a few he hasn't done everything he has uh, has done hasn't been totally bad. Really? But when he gets oh, when he gets into this well he signed the stimulus. He yeah. could have been a jerk and he could have been a jerk and said, no, I ain't doing that. And then they would have got through the, 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 the fencing at the white house. Oh, I, you know, yeah, but still my point of it is much time belittling other people, patting himself on the back, just being a general jerk. I mean, he's up there. He's up there in my league as far as being a jerk is concerned. No, he's got, no, he's He's got you beat. He's been at it longer. He's got a. The much, only difference is he's got a deeper farm system. Well, this is this is true. the The only difference is with that is is that 
I wasn't elected to be president of the United States. Ding, ding, ding. That's the difference. That's the major I, difference. Yeah. I expect a little more from the leader of the free world. You did not swear an oath in front of God and country and 20, 30 people at the inauguration <laughs> to, uh, yeah. to serve and protect, to, uh, you know, uh, take care of everybody. You did not do that, sir. Perhaps you should, but uh, that's another story for another time. Well, look, look at now this whole thing. We saw we were listening earlier to this press conference with uh, Governor Walls. You see how you know, there were some people that asked some tough questions. There was some press there that have been kind of critical. They have been on him uh, for a few weeks now on how slow he, how slow it seems to, for the reopening process. They have been on him unmercifully. And yeah, he gets a little tone to him every once in a while. But he doesn't call them stupid. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't right. try to belittle them. He doesn't just cut them off in mid-sentence. You know, uh, that is how you handle. That's how people who are quote-unquote leaders, that is how they are. You, you are to handle those things. We don't want to see how big of a prick you are. We expect you to handle these the situation. You don't have to sugarcoat it. Handle your business. <laughs> you don't have to sugarcoat things. All you have to do is give the most accurate answer that you know to the bed. Don't make things up along the way, but just give the answers. Give the answers as well as you can, and you don't need to end up by calling some reporter uh you know evil or whatever the hell it is um that's how you do things obama never did things like and the press was tough on him too i will bet you uh oh my goodness i was gonna say something and i lost Uh i lost my oh he's only got to do one thing it boils down to I'm, I'm going to surmise everything you just said. Do your job. Exactly. That's it. Uh, I've, got, I've got a nice little piece of uh, audio here from a Republican uh, who voted for Trump back in 2016. That's wrong, 2016. But let me play this for you. And since we're talking about Captain Coppertone. My name is Jack Spillman. In 2016, I voted for Donald Trump. People asked me who I'll vote for in 2020. I said, I'll vote for a tuna fish sandwich before I vote for Donald Trump again. I first identified as a Republican when I was an undergraduate in college, when balancing the budget was a significant objective. Trump strives to be the biggest and the best at everything he does. However, the biggest deficits, the biggest national debt, the biggest spender are not those things that you should set as your goals. Donald Trump is what we've referred to as toxic leadership. His personal conduct has been deplorable. We look to senior executive leadership to operate in the best interests of the United States. I think he operates in the best interests of Donald Trump. When I see the number of people who've resigned, the number of people who've been convicted of felonies, I'm appalled. He operates much like a mob boss. Donald Trump attacks judges. Donald Trump attacks anyone who doesn't pledge fealty to him. I mean, these aren't values that either Michigan or the American people hold. It's, It's unconscionable. 
In 2016, I voted for Donald Trump. I regret that decision, and I certainly will not vote for him in 2020. Now, you listen to tuna somebody. Tuna sandwich, 2020. Tuna sandwich. Hey, I was saying ham sandwich, but I go with the tuna. I can go either way. But now, he, he, here's a, an intelligent-sounding man who seems to have his stuff together in the video. You know, I firmly believe there's more like him out there. Trump voters from 2016 who have seen the light. They held their nose. They voted for Trump. And they see the light, and it's an oncoming freight train in a tunnel. <laughs> I've used that before. Uh, yes, you have. I have many, many times. I believe it's a it's a fun analogy. Uh, on the Trump loyalist, the sycophants, uh, Scott Bayo, he of Chachi fame. Chachi. Chachi. Yes, uh, who hasn't worked as an actor in a good solid 30 years, was accused of rape, uh, etc. It's uh, raping his 17-year-old co-star. I don't know what the story is behind that. but So he's been going back and forth with Wanda Sykes, about, uh, who's very funny, very, very funny. She was also a writer on, on the rebooted Roseanne show. Oh, was she? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott Bayo seems to believe that, uh, and this all came up with the Trump Twitter thing. Well, Roseanne should be given a, a break, too, because, or oh, no, no, it was because Biden said, then you ain't black. And he equates that with Roseanne. So they went back and forth. But my favorite is my favorite response was from at Capilady, C A P I L A D Y, replying to Scott Bayo, Wanda Sykes, and a couple more people. Scott Bayo, the James Woods of Chuck Woolery's. <laughs> on a side note, on a side note, that's my new favorite tweet. That and the other one, the 20, uh, racism blew their lead. I mean, uh, COVID blew their lead. I, I read in another tweet, somebody had said, well, I've got, he's got two people that blocked him. He was going for the third. He needed James Woods to block him as well. Uh, or no, he had Scott Bayo, Chuck Woolery had blocked him. He says, how do I get James Wood to block me? And people had funny answers. I was thinking, well, just remind them, the family guy na- changed the name of the high school in the show from James Wood High School to Adam West. Adam West High School. High I school. just saw that episode not too long ago. It, it's been all year. It's It's been like that all year, this this full season. But be that as it may. Uh, hey, I want to I wanna change things up a little bit. Uh, I was going to play this last week. Rot roll. Uh, no, it's a touching little piece, and uh, it, it focuses on uh, on young girls. It's from the BBC Scotland. No, 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 not like. Please, please don't. You can say the phrase "young girls" without without being creepy about it. Okay. I, I mean, well, it was just your combination of words that just kind of. Uh, I, I believe me. I chose them carefully. Not carefully enough, sir. Well, that's that's your decrepit mind. Anyway. I desperately tried to find this young lady's name, and I could not. All I could find out was that it was from Scotland, 
she's from Scotland. She has a lovely voice. She has one of those lovely Scottish accents that you can actually understand. Mm-hmm. And that, those are the great ones. Not, not, not Trevor McTavish who, you know, anyway, it, it, in all seriousness, it's, it's a piece called little girls. Don't stay little forever. And if you don't find this moving, you don't have a heart. And this is apropos of nothing else we've been talking about today. But you search I, for mine here while you're at it. But but I, I think uh, I still think it's important to play. Here we go. Little girls don't stay little forever. Why would they want to? When we live in a world that has been taught to hate everything to do with teenage girls. We hate the books they read and the bands they like. Is there anything the world makes fun of more than One Direction and Twilight? We call them ditzy and bitchy. And when teenage boys are cruel to them, we say boys will be boys. He's only mean to you because he likes you. But little girls don't stay little forever. They turn into something furious and ugly. They turn into something with sharp edges and a rage that has been built on years of being told that they are delicate and easy to break. I watched on the news the story of a 15-year-old girl naked and starving, swimming across a 150-acre lake. She climbed out of that lake, dripping and skinny, and she kept running until she was safe. You see, the two men, who had kept her in a cupboard for 29 days, had left her alone. Because after 29 days in a cupboard, a little girl would not be able to escape. But little girls don't stay little forever. They turn into superhuman athletes that can outswim evil even whilst bleeding and broken and half dead. I watched on the news the story of a 17 year old girl with a shaved head on national TV unflinchingly starting a battle cry days after watching her friends die. Without stuttering or shaking, she stood in front of her country and demanded its laws to change. You see, little girls don't stay little forever. They turn into young politicians who do not give respect to men in suits who haven't earned it. I watched on the news Kyle Stevens, now a grown woman, stand inches away from the man who abused her and 300 other little girls. And she said, little girls don't stay little forever. They turn into strong women who return to destroy your world. And I hope every little girl knows that she is capable of destruction. That for every big thing that will try and hurt her, she can outswim it. That for every law that will try and oppress her, she can fight it. That she can stand inches away from the thing that tried to kill her and show it how enormously it failed. I hope she knows that the moment she was born, She was given a list of things that she cannot do because she is small and breakable and female. And I hope she reads about all those women who shoved that list into their mouth, chewed it up and spat it out because they did not owe shit to the world that thought so little of teenage girls. Little girls don't stay little forever. Uh, All the scenarios she spoke about there were true scenarios. Uh, the, The center one, that was uh, re- referencing the Marjorie Stoneham Douglas uh, shooting. Uh, and uh, her name is escaping me, the young lady with the shaved head. Uh, 
but yeah, yeah, I, I stumbled across that last week, and I just, I found it more. Yeah. I found it even even with what's going on. I, I I mean, there's, I think the message there clearly is there's more to people than meets the eye. Whether you're a little girl, whether you're a black man, no matter who you are. You know, I, I tell you, Ed, there, that may actually have more to do with what's going on presently than you realize. I know, I know. And I realized that, of course, I, I pulled this off before all this happened. Right. I've had this sitting here for almost a week now. And uh, I, I had intended to play it, I think, Monday night. Uh, I've had it since last Friday, as a matter of fact. Uh, well, Rolando there, if you don't see it on your side, I can see actually it. said uh, said it was awesome. So Thank that, you. that was. I mean, I'm sorry for being a trying to be a joker before you played that. But, no, no, uh, that's, you had no idea I was going to play that. You had no so, idea. Uh, you had, I, even though I made it clear it was touching and moving and awesome, but that's okay, John. Yeah, you, you have no yeah, heart. Yeah. We get that. Well, you're right. And you know what the sad part about everything that's going on right now, to tell you the truth? You you can ask. Ask uh, Rolando one of these times what it was, what I uh, was like when I was a kid. I liked everybody. I wanted to get along with everybody. Oh, yes. my God. I you was still do. Stop friend, it. Friend, no. You, yeah, you don't know me very well, do you? Hey. I'm going to put it to you this way, John. We all like to play this I'm a grumpy old guy thing because it's easier to put up put up walls and lock the doors and play this mm-hmm. thing. But I know you, even though I don't know you except for this screen and for the telephone. And I know, I know for a fact you hold the door open for people. You say good morning to people. Bastard, you've been spying on me. You bet your ass. <laughs> I do ass. hold the door for people. Of course you do. Right. Of course you I do. do. Hold we're, the door for people. we're nice people. We don't like to admit it, but we're nice people, damn it. And if you got a problem with it, I'll knock you on your ass. How about that? There you go. Okay. So again, but I tell you, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm getting more and more cynical. Of course with you are. Every passing day. So, so am I. We all are. As as we get older, we mature. And we see things differently. I don't see things the way I saw them when I was 21. I'm 61 now. I, well, first off, I'm not face down in the gutter. That's another story for another time. Uh, but, of course, you see things differently. You reach a certain point in your life. You've matured. Your views have changed. Uh you suddenly have opinions on things you never thought you would have opinions on. And and like it or not, you've become your dad, your grandpa, some adult male in your life. I understand your particular situation. You can see, you can see them in the mirror. You, you start hearing yourself saying things your mom or your grandma said. And, you know, oh my goodness. Well, what do you know about that? Suddenly I agree with them. I, I, I never thought that date this day would come and... We all right. hit that day. It's it's along the lines of one of the things I used to like to say to uh, the youngsters, as if you will, the twenty somethings. I'd be in the cab, be 
driving them out to the club, you know, which is great. Hey, we, you know, we all did it and I did it and Lord knows. Uh, but we'd be joking back and, you know, back and forth. And, you know, I'd be, I would say like, well, I don't, you know, I don't really partake anymore. I don't, I don't go out like I used to. Oh, no, 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 I don't drink it no more. But, but the thing I would always say to them is, look, there's going to come a point. Okay. You're going to call me a bald faced liar right now and tell me it's, it'll never happen to you because that's what I said when I was told there's going to come a point. Some Saturday night, you're going to be home, sitting down on the sofa to watch a movie with a bag of chips or a bowl of ice cream, and it's suddenly going to dawn on you, this isn't so bad. I don't need to be out running around. And I said, it's going to sneak up on you. You're not going to know it's coming. But when it does, you're going to, you make that transition to, okay, I don't have to go out every weekend as opposed to, you know, like like I did on more than one occasion. I leave the house Friday evening and don't come home till Sunday night. You know, mm-hmm. back in, back in the day. You know, look, we all go through these phases, but that's part of our maturing process. And, and I, course, I will tell you one thing about that. What's that? Not having to go out to the bar every week and you know and dump fifty to a hundred dollars uh, a night doing that. Yeah, but there was a time. There was a time uh, I, I, you enjoyed. I saved myself a ton of money. <laughs> sure, but but there was a time you enjoyed doing that. Oh, you, absolutely. You, you did it because you wanted to do it. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. My goodness. But, oh yeah. no, absolutely. Yeah, look. Sure. My routine. My routine was, good lord, when I when I was in my twenties and in my you know early thirties was to go out. Get your, uh, on the weekend, I wasn't one of these guys that had to have a case of beer in the house all the time. No, I went out on the weekends and where the beer is a lot more expensive. Go out there and get his drink as much as I thought I could handle. What was the next thing we did afterwards? We all piled into Denny's or, mm-hmm. or one of these restaurants and stuffed our faces. Oh, the, 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 the real kicker was when you'd go get drunk and and uh, go pile into White Castle. Oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah, there's... Uh, because of where I... I mean, there's a White Castle not five blocks from me. Uh-huh. And, and when we ate White Castle, it would usually be from this one. But it was still... We had to come from Manhattan, cross the bridge, and it wasn't con- conducive. I mean, we had plenty of places to go. We all we knew about White Castle. We all love White Castle, but but and we didn't have cars. We were all cab. But so to schlep, I think we did it one time. Then we couldn't get a ride back, and that was that's why you, we didn't do it. But oh yeah, no, we had we had our diner that we used to go to. Heaven for I look. God bless every every server that works overnight shifts on a Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they make money, but boy oh boy, boy oh boy. Because you've always got that one idiot that's going to play with his food and play with other people's food, you know. Oh, and, and then think about the think about it in the day, like we've talked about on other times, where a waitress couldn't walk by a table without the fear of getting pinched in the ass. Sure, or, sure. Uh, or eight people smoking while they ate and putting oh, cigarette butts. As a non-smoker, I hated that. Put oh, cigarette my. butts, cigarette butts out in the food, and oh yeah, 
yeah. Put it in the glass. Put it in the water glass. Yo, yo. God, oh, even that's... I hated that. I hated. Oh, jeez. You freaking smokers were gross. I'm just telling you. I, I don't disagree with you. Now I see it for what it was. But at the time, smoking was, you know, it was a different culture. I know in my cab, I was to the point where I didn't allow smoke. You know, for the longest time, I'd let people smoke in the cab. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Until I had to start cleaning ashtrays. Until I had well, to start picking up a cigarette butts off, off the floor. And right. seeing the burn marks on my seats and on the carpeting. and Well, there was a time and, you could get in trouble for not allowing people to smoke because it, it once the culture changed on it, okay. Now, I went for years before I quit. My cab was non-smoking. I made all of my cabs non-smoking. Uh, I told all the guys, look, I, I don't want smoking in the cab. And that includes the drivers. You're going to smoke, pull over. Well, when I did that, I had already quit, and one of the guys said, well, it's only because you quit, Ed. I said, well, it doesn't matter what the reason is. I own the car. I own the car, <laughs> and and actually at that point, uh, it was, about a year later, the county made it illegal to smoke in a cab. I said, look, I don't want to get in any grief. I don't want people getting in the car and saying, oh, it's, it stinks like cigarettes. And then I got to spend money. There was a guy that drove for me. I won't mention his name. Had been around a long time. And I, you know, he smoked. He was one of those sneaky smokers. You very rarely saw him with a cigarette in his hand, but he smoked. I'd say, look, please just don't smoke in the cab. I know you've been around forever. But, and I know he did because I'd pull up on him. And there he is, puffing away, puffing away. So, uh Hey, uh, I got I got one more thing I want to play here. This is from the Lincoln Project. By the way, if you don't follow the Lincoln Project on the Twitter, I highly recommend it at Lincoln Project. It's uh, if you if you're ready to vote for a tuna sandwich in November, you want to follow the Lincoln Project. There, they've been responsible for any number of ads. Uh, uh, quite a number of things we played here and will continue to play as they produce them. And here's another one now uh, about Mitch McConnell aimed at the fine, fine folks in Kentucky. And it's uh, it's a bit eye-opening. And uh, take a listen. What will history say about Mitch McConnell? Well, he spent most of his time making deals for himself, not so much for Kentucky. Mitch didn't have money when he went to Washington 35 years ago. Today, he's one of the richest guys up there. (laughs) Rich Mitch has a nice ring to it. So what did Kentucky get in the bargain? Well, we're 40th in job opportunity, 45th in education, 43rd in health care. Getting the picture? After 35 years, Kentuckians are still waiting for the kinds of opportunities Mitch worked so hard to give himself. With another six years of Mitch McConnell, from the holler to the horse farm, we'll still be waiting. And Mitch, he'll just be richer. So what will history say about Mitch McConnell? The same thing many Kentuckians say now. Not a damn thing. Hashtag Rich Mitch. By the way, is there anything creepier than Mitch McConnell trying to smile? 
Well, he's not used to doing it. So exactly. It's something out of a work of a work of uh, work in progress, maybe. Is what but when he smiles, it seems like his muscles. He is forcing his muscles to do something that they don't do. Uh, and it looks so phony when he smiles. And you use fewer muscles when you smile as opposed to when you frown. But so there you go. So so Mitch is doing absolutely nothing for his state. Uh, and it's uh, Amy McGrath. Amy McGrath in, in Kentucky. Or is it Jamie Harrison? No, Amy McGrath. That's correct. Yeah. So that's that, that's who we want to... Again, me personally, as we get closer to, uh, we come out of the summer, I'll be donating some funds to, in some of these key races, uh, even though I don't live or vote in those areas, I will be contributing to Amy McGrath and Jamie Harrison in South Carolina, because Miss Lindsay gots to go. Miss Lindsay, <laughs> it's time. Pick up your parasol and please exit the building. That that person is uh, outlived his usefulness. He uh, did he have usefulness to begin with? That's the key question here. Well, there was a time. There was a time he really was uh, a valued member of Congress of the Senate. Uh, he could be counted on. Look again. I didn't agree with everything he said or did. But he's not the the cartoon parody of himself that he is now. I mean, it's too easy to go in and find all the stuff he said about Donald Trump in 2015 and 16. And this isn't just, this is worse than what Ted Cruz did. Okay? And Ted Cruz, Trump accused his father of murdering JFK and called his wife ugly. And Ted Cruz stood there and took it. and And now kisses his ass. But Lindsey Graham has just sucked up so hard there's a it's like a vacuum there you can't get him off of trump's ass the vacuum is is so it's a tight seal man it's a tight seal and uh <laughs> meanwhile mcconnell and bill barr and ted cruz are all all fighting for for room on trump's rather enormous ass uh because they all want a spot there they all want a spot Hey, listen, I wanted to, just uh, for the sake of of doing so here, I wanted to, uh, if if didn't know, um, the uh, Derek uh, uh, Charvin, or Chauvin, or whatever the hell, however he pronounces his name, was, uh, was indeed uh, arrested and charged. Now, I don't, now, I, he probably had to have been living under a rock not to know that, but if for those of you who haven't had the opportunity to kind of look behind the curtain on that a little bit, um, this is nothing just yet to do a happy dance over. First off, the other officers involved to this point have not been uh, arrested. And the other thing is, is that the um, coroner's report is claiming, and I don't know you if you mentioned something about the coroner earlier in the I show. Did. I did, but basically, what they're suggesting is is that that uh, George Floyd had underlying conditions, right? That that might have uh, led to his uh, 
you know, led to his death too. And yeah, now I know it's coming clear to me here what you and I what we were talking about earlier. Right. I'm going to stop you just for one second. Uh, again, the tweet I read earlier, it had a whole chart and all that, uh, blah, blah, blah. To which this guy also said, well, he had a long history with cocaine. Cocaine often produces undetectable heart issues that can kill suddenly. You know, uh, he had a long history with cocaine, to which I said, yeah, he also had a long history with breathing. Right. Uh, that is that is pure and un- unadulterated BS, what they're trying to pass along there. Maybe he did have cocaine in his system. Maybe he did heart, have heart problems. But he didn't just co- simultaneously have a heart attack. No, what? He, wouldn't, he wouldn't have had a heart attack. He wouldn't have had those conditions happening happen had he not had his face down to the pavement with somebody with a 250 pound man uh he wasn't 250 pounds the cop you don't think so no he's tiny oh i don't think so oh anyway we that's another story for another time anyways but even for somebody anybody i don't care granny annie could put put her uh her knee on the back of your neck for eight minutes and you're not going to come out of it and i'd pay good money for that what to ever do it to me no to me Ooh, you are a per you are a pervert well now you You got it right now yes now not before with the little girls now yes you you pervert back no no i'm not i'm not even that's not even funny (laughs) i i seriously i oh you want to you want to talk about one thing one of these days, I'll explain it to you. First off, it, it should it, it should enrage anybody. Enrage anybody. But you want to talk about what will get my fat old ass up and ready to pound uh, you into hamburger meat? Start <laughs> start start abusing a child, man. Well, well, chicken hawk. That's the phrase, chicken hawk. You oh mean? no no yeah yeah I believe that's chicken hawk. It's, uh, it's, I think it's a, no, 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 no. I'm thinking of something else. Disre- disregard, disregard. That. Okay, I'm disregarding. I'm telling you, I don't have much left in the tank. I will be the first one to admit it. But I guarantee you, I will find every little drop of it if I ever find or discover somebody is messing with a child. Well, I, I don't disagree with you. And uh, as the chairman of the board goes running crazy in the background there. Uh, it's his show. It is. It's his show. We're just living in it. That's all. That is all. Uh, so what what were we talking about? Abusing children. Uh, abu- no, I am totally against it. Well, everybody if, should be totally against I mean, well, you know, if, I, if, if I'm... If I'm against it, John is probably for it. So, you know, that's unfortunate. Oh. No, I. What? I, I'm sorry. No, I I just. I'm. So everybody saying, should be against it. There should be not a person that should be not. Should wait a, be. Wait a second. Not against. Hold on. I'm, wait a second. I'm, so you're saying I'm right. Where did that ever come from? Well, if you're disagreeing with me, that means you're all for you're a horrible oh, person. Yeah, yeah. You, no, well, either one of us. Well, you disagree with me. I'm against 
child abuse. And if you're disagreeing with me, that means I, I don't disagree with you on that. So all I'm, right. I'm telling you, so I'm right. It's hard to admit, but yes. All right, that's all I needed to hear. Good lord, you some bloodline there with Trump or what? <laughs> as long as somebody says something nice about me, I'm good. I don't care how I get there. <laughs> Use it while you can. I am. I am. <laughs> but no, I am dead serious, man. Uh, I don't care if it if it takes a baseball bat. I don't care what I have to grab out of the car or grab out of whatever. I you start messing with a child. I don't start. care if I don't care if it isn't my child. I don't care if there's no blood relation. You should start by grabbing the microphone. I'm right in front of the freaking microphone. Take a pill. I did. I took three of them. Well, it wasn't enough, obviously. <laughs> well, you take your pills. I'll take my pills. Good. Seven five four eight zero zero chat. Seven five four eight zero zero four two eight. I know we hadn't given out the number there for a while, even though. And I don't even have it dancing on the bottom of the screen today. No, you don't. Oh, by the way, yeah. we're, we're not going to get to it today. But just so everybody knows, I got I got oodles of Uber stuff, by the way. We're not going to get to it. But uh, had we not had oodles those of Uber. oodles of Uber, uh, Uber specific, not just industry, but Uber specific. But we'll save it for next week because those stories ain't going anywhere. Now, this is true. So, now what? Oh, what else? Yeah, now what? Hey, what's coming up? What's coming up this weekend on Radio TFI? Well, what's coming up this weekend? Well, let's see here. That would be baseball. Oh, I love it when he says that. So, let's see. What did he What did he tell me here? So, we got two games. Uh, ironically, it's a double header. It's not ironic. 19- it's not ironic. It was planned. Well, th- well, but still, the word you, you want to use games. there. Coincidentally, it's a. Oh, okay. Well, thank you, there, grammar professor. You're entirely. Oh my god! This man does this crap on on Twitter all the time. Sure. Corrects people's grammar. I am the grammar time- police. And when every time he does it, I just want to pull my hair out. Good luck with that. Exactly. But uh, so from 1967, it's a double header between the St. Louis Cardinal and the Los Angeles Dodgers. First game's at 2 p.m. Eastern. Second game, 7 p.m. Eastern. And there's no, and there's more baseball to come on Sunday. At uh, 2 p.m. on Sunday, the Minnesota Twins will travel. Well, they actually already did travel. To uh, were they playing in Anaheim in '73? Yeah, they were. Oh yeah, they've always played in yeah. Anaheim. Well, not always. I did to say I didn't early '60s. Early '60s, they played in Dodger Stadium first couple of years. Right. So from 1973, the Minnesota Twins versus the Los Angeles Angels. That's at 2 o'clock Eastern. And then at 7 o'clock Eastern, the 1973 All-Star Game from Three Rivers Stadium in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So we hope you tune into that. I think it is always enjoyable. 
listening to vintage vintage baseball games. And of course, that's only on Radio TFI. That's not on this Periscope channel. It's not on. Uh, SoundCloud. It's definitely not on SoundCloud. Of course, I don't know. I don't know what is on SoundCloud at this point in time. But we're current. We're current. <laughs> that's a good thing. We're current. That's a good thing. So uh, yeah, hey, tune into that. that, that that's uh, if you're looking to get a little baseball in your soul. Uh, check it out. Also, check I, out uh, the five o'clock hour Monday through Friday. Uh, look, we we've pulled a lot of stuff out of uh, out of the real deep part of the vault, the classic radio portion of the vault, and uh, we've got some classic sitcoms playing every day at five p.m. for an hour. Uh, weeknights, weeknights, uh, following the, the the Taxi Stand Hour Quarantine Edition. Monday through Thursday, we've got some of the best dramas from that era. We've got Dragnet. We've got Gunsmoke. Uh, what else do we have, John? We have Philip Marlowe. And uh, there's one other. Sherlock that, Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. Friday night, uh, since we're not on Friday, there's a two-hour block, but from 9 to 11, of just a grab bag of all of our, our, our radio comedies. So there's no telling what you'll get. In that two hours, you you could get four different things. You could get uh, there's a whole bunch of uh, uh, grab bag stuff in there, and uh, and on Saturday and Sunday mornings we got something for the kiddies. Preceding this show this very morning was the Lone Ranger from back in the day. Dun 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 dun. Tomorrow morning, nine a.m. Uh, is Roy, Roy Rogers and Dale Evans. Man, oh man, that'll Rigger. take that'll take some of you back back a ways and that leads into the encore performance of this this very broadcast which will be replayed saturdays through i'm sorry sunday through fridays so you'll be hearing this this at 10 a.m this very broadcast uh straight up through next friday uh morning and that's our schedule and, and, and we apologize <laughs> and we apologize in advance for all that we uh we are working on the website uh we'll be updating the calendar today the schedule uh we're hoping to do some other things uh just to make this a little bit more of an interesting experience for all you kids and kittens out there uh and and let's not forget, radio uh, radio TFI fans, that we haven't abandoned the music here, folks. Oh no! Still, still the most uh, most variety of music you can hear anywhere on any radio station, any streaming uh, station. I, I tell you, there is. It's the the key word is variety. Stuff from the fifties, stuff from the eighties. You've even heard some '90s stuff in there. I've even heard some hip hop in there, folks. Two thousands. There's stuff. There's stuff in there from the two thousands. Wow. Eclectic. That's the only thing I can come up with. So, what do you say we uh, put the old Tupperware seal lid on uh, on this particular? episode of the taxi stand hour on radio tfi we hope you glad you stuck around with us there for a while and joined in the humor from the northern command studio in eden minnesota 
I am John Shannon, and I got the money.